Engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. I tried to get her earlier. I was at the Braves game, and traffic was terrible. Somebody was, uh, their car had died in the middle of 75, uh, up by Northside Drive. Oh, my God, it took forever to get here. Um, and literally, so I'm like, I, I had a couple beers with this, my buddies at the Braves game, and I was like, oh, I got to leave just as Kennedy is retired, and uh, I haven't even had breakfast yet today. Uh, I've had I, the liquid diet today. Nonetheless, I am here. I am here. A buddy of mine. I kid you not, a, a a buddy of mine in Los Angeles tells me people at his office were crying when the news broke. Anthony Kennedy retiring from the Supreme Court. Dear liberals, you've been thinking for a while that you had it in the bag. Just wait. Be patient. The Democrats would take back the Senate and it'd be all Merrick Garland's all the way down. And then Mitch McConnell decided not to confirm him. And Donald Trump won. And Neil Gorsuch stole the seat, so you claim. And then you thought it's okay. The nation will reject Donald Trump. Anthony Kennedy, he'll hold on. He'll wait. He'll save the seat for the left. Nope. Anthony Kennedy, he's out, retiring, decided, you know what, suckers, I'm done. And do you know why? Because I know some of his friends. We have mutual friends. And I hinted yesterday this was going to happen. I hinted yesterday that he was going to retire for the same reason last year he did not retire. Last year, I told you within a day of the term ending that he had changed his mind because of President Trump's meltdown on social media at the time. If you remember last year, President Trump went off on the Russia investigation and Bob Mueller uh, within a day of the Supreme Court leading and Kennedy walked it back. He reined it in. He decided he needed to stay. The nation needed him. Cuckoo, cuckoo, here's to you, Anthony Kennedy, he decided. The nation turns all of its eyes to you, and he decided to stay. And then this year, he's seen the left-wing meltdown. He's had multiple cases before the court this year of liberals in charge of state governments forcing their will on conservatives. He has had liberals in the streets of Washington, D.C., burning immigrant cars. All of these things I hinted yesterday. In fact, I'm going to play my prophetic audio. Maybe I had an inside source. His kids convincing him, you know what, Dad, you can't save the nation. It's might as well go on and leave. The house is on fire and you can't put it out. And Anthony Kennedy decided, here I am yesterday on this here program. Now, what's so notable about these two concurrences by Kennedy are that Kennedy has more than any other justice on the Supreme Court in the last two decades been the guy who has said, Bring this to the Supreme Court and we will solve your problem. That we will take care of these problems. We will be the final arbiter. Kennedy, in fact, has actually repeatedly shown an unwillingness to restrain himself or the court. He hasn't led the country come to its own terms and decisions on same-sex marriage, for example. He hasn't allowed Congress to restrain itself through campaign finance reforms. 
He, time and time again, has tried to broaden the Supreme Court's power. And when you take these two cases together in his concurrence, it's almost like Kennedy is saying, you know what? We can't solve everything at the Supreme Court. We can't fix it all. It's time for all of us to understand that these cultural ailments can't be solved by government and that government can't try to force someone to abandon their sincerely held beliefs. It's almost like Kennedy is signaling he may be ready to retire. That was me yesterday on this program. Um, And maybe I had a source. Maybe I'm just good at reading the tea leaves. Uh, Kennedy is retiring. He's the last Ronald Reagan appointee on the United States Supreme Court. And he has, it it is very interesting. You know, Rick Hasen at Slate.com, I'm I'm loathed to ever read Slate. I, I never go there, but a buddy of mine after after my monologue yesterday sent me in and said, look, you got to read Rick. You got to read Rick. He's saying what you're saying. He pointed out that since the 90s, Anthony Kennedy has been building up to a point of saying that gerrymandering is unconstitutional because it's a First Amendment violation. Anthony Kennedy had a far stronger jurisprudence on the First Amendment than, than Scalia ever did. And Anthony Kennedy has said, uh, repeatedly hinted that there would come a time when gerrymandering would violate the First Amendment. And in the Wisconsin gerrymandering case, Elena Kagan wrote that. Elena Kagan finished Anthony Kennedy's ideological argument that gerrymandering is a First Amendment issue because it dilutes the political voice of a people through a legislative process. And Anthony Kennedy refused to sign on to that opinion. Anthony Kennedy himself refused to go along with the final touches of the intellectual argument he himself had been making for 18 years. That was a big red flag to people that this was coming to an end. But ultimately, and this I have heard from people, I have heard from people close to Kennedy, that he stayed last year because of the president's meltdown, and they felt very strongly that he realized it wasn't just the president. There is something cultural happening in this country that the Supreme Court cannot stop. And so he has put in place the intellectual groundwork for a robust First Amendment defense. He was disappointed to see liberals on the Supreme Court not take a robust defense of the Supreme Court and decided if they're not going to defend the First Amendment with him, what's the point in staying? Might as well hand it over to a conservative who will have a robust defense of the First Amendment because Alito, Gorsuch and Thomas do. Thomas and Gorsuch have a stronger defense of the First Amendment in their judicial record than Antonin Scalia ever did. They've lined up with Kennedy on these issues. And so now he's passing the torch to a conservative who will do what he gave the liberals on the Supreme Court ample opportunity to do, that is defend the First Amendment. And what did they do? Time and time again, the liberals have refused to defend the First Amendment. For example, in the uh, Obamacare case, the liberals on the Supreme Court said, who cares what the president's speech is? We need to look at the law. It's not a tax increase because the president said it wasn't a tax increase. And now they're saying, oh, this is a Muslim ban because the president says it is. Just complete willy-nilly political opportunism on their part. Kennedy has tried himself in his own mind to be consistent. I don't think he is, but he thinks so in his own mind. And he's seen the liberals on the Supreme Court give a big middle finger to First Amendment jurisprudence. And so now he's reciprocating and he's decided to retire. This is a huge loss for the left. Because to the extent that there's a swing vote on the Supreme Court, it's Anthony Kennedy, and that's going away now. 
Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and you just, you, sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. I, I don't want to make this painful for anyone, but this needs to be said. Uh, there is a lot of conversation happening right now about Donald Trump destroying norms in society, that Donald Trump is the one who has broken down civility in politics. Uh, he's, he's rendered something uh, new normal. Donald Trump is the one who's made violence acceptable. Donald Trump is the one who's done all of these things. Uh, you know one of the norms that the left blew up in this country? That I warned them on this program. That was it was a dangerous game for them to play if they did it. The filibuster. The filibuster. I warned on this program that if they got rid of the filibuster for nominees because they didn't like Republican obstruction, that they would come to see that as a huge mistake because Republicans would use it against them in the judicial fights. And that's happening uh, they can't filibuster a judicial a Supreme Court nominee now because Harry Reid got rid of the judicial filibuster except for Supreme Court nominees. And Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell decided, you know what? If you're going to do this fig leaf, we're going to take it the next step. You got rid of the judicial filibuster to stack lower courts. We're going to get rid of it for the Supreme Court. Now, neither side has been willing to do it for the legislative filibuster. And I think we can see why from this. I don't think the, getting rid of the legisl legislative filibuster is going to happen now. This is a dangerous game the left played, and they're the ones who got rid of the norm with Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer. And now it's going to haunt them. Because newsflash, you can't filibuster a Supreme Court nominee now. And I got to tell you, I feel sorry for whoever the nominee is going to be. 
because the dirt is going to pour out. I mean, they're going to be overwhelmed with dirt from the left opposition research. Because remember, President Trump released his list two years ago of potential nominees. I guarantee you the left has been stocking oppo research on all these people. But there is a name out there floating that they would have nothing against. There are some credible names, I'll tell you, when we come back. It is 39 after the hour. Uh, y'all, there are storms north of the city, basically north of I-20. Uh, if you are headed to Alabama, by the way, from the perimeter all the way to the Alabama line, uh, you got horrible storms. If you're headed up 85 right now, you've got horrible storms um, all the way to the 985 split, and even then past that. If you're headed up 75 or 400, you've got light rain. It's nothing heavy like on 85 and and 20. Um, It's just, it's miserable. Y'all, listen, I don't mean this humorously. I really don't mean this humorously. I don't mean this funny in any way, shape, or form. I actually am really worried about the mental state of a number of people on the left today, including some friends of mine who are beside themselves with this Kennedy news that they had it in their head for some reason that Kennedy was the only one standing in the way of Trump, that Anthony Kennedy was in some way saving America. And in addition to feeling betrayed by Kennedy, they think the game's over. I mean, you actually, you you literally have abortion activists today thinking that uh, the, the ability of someone to get an abortion in this country is over. They have bought their own mythology. And that's a terrible thing to buy your own mythology, to believe your own lies. Do, does anyone out there know what would happen if Roe versus Wade were overruled? Anybody? It would be a state-by-state decision, and two-thirds of the states would be pro-abortion states. Yeah, all Roe versus Wade's overturning would do would be to hand it back to the states. And you would have a state like Georgia, um, which would be a pro-abortion state, because Republicans in our leadership, there's no way that they would stand up to the Chamber of Commerce. And you can say the Chamber of Commerce has nothing to do with this, but you look at the religious liberty issue. I mean, the the Chamber of Commerce is blocking a state-level version of RIFRA in the state, and I really don't believe that Casey Cagle would stand up to him. I mean, we have the audio, the Clay Tippins audio, that all but confirms in my mind that there's no way Casey Cagle will actually be an advocate of RIFRA if he gets elected. Uh, there is certainly no way in my mind that any of the major Republican leaders in the state would stand up to corporations and and block pro, pro-choice legislation. They would not be a pro-life state. There is dripping hostility in our state legislature among Republican leaders towards the pro-life cause. Now, you don't know about it because it never becomes a big issue because most pro-lifers in the state know it can't become a big issue. I mean, the, the Speaker of the House in this state, I have it on good authority, blocked pro-life legislation from coming up this past year because there wasn't a woman sponsor. I this pro-lifers have this idea in their head, as do pro-choicers, that you get rid of Roe versus Wade, suddenly the country's pro-life and abortion's banned. That's not it. It's state by state. And Georgia would not be a pro-life state because Republicans in the state continue to buy the lies of their Republican leaders that they're pro-life when they're really not. 
and they can get away with it because they know they'll never be held accountable for it. If nothing else, Roe versus Wade would expose the hypocrites within the Republican Party. Uh, overturning Roe v. Wade would actually be deeply destructive to the Republican Party because so many Republicans um, base their entire existence on being able to say, I support life uh, without knowing they will ever be called accordingly to vote for it. I mean, it's you're not going to end abortion with the end of Roe v. Wade. And it's it's going to be crazy. You know, there there are actually someone today actually said Justice Kennedy collaborated with conservatives to, and this is direct quote, weaponize the First Amendment in order to usher in Christian autocracy. Actually said that. Um, these cases with the Supreme Court today, by the way, uh, pretty significant cases. Um, pretty significant cases that Kennedy ruled on. Now the Georgia when they put it on this, the the Janus case is amazing. It is the that sent the left into meltdown before even hearing Kennedy was retiring. Uh, we got to we got to cover that, but we also need to go through some of the names of people who are cropping up. I have an inside source who said to keep an eye on one particular person. So Diane Sykes, she's in Wisconsin. She's in her mid to late fifties. She's actually the ex-wife of Charlie Sykes, the moderately conservative radio show host in Wisconsin who went very fully never Trump and has remained so. Uh, They are divorced. She is a leading conservative intellectual. The Federalist Society loves her, and they've been pushing her very hard. And I have it on very good authority that Diane Sykes was vetted concurrently with Neil Gorsuch because they thought the Kennedy retirement would be coming last year. And so they went on and did all the vetting for her so that she could be Trump's nominee. They thought it would be good optics to put a female on the Supreme Court. Someone else to keep an eye on is Mike Lee. Mike Lee is the senator from Utah who came out today and said that he would not be opposed to being appointed to the Supreme Court. Uh, Lee would like to leave the Senate. Uh, The Senate Republicans would like Mike Lee to leave the Senate. Uh, The president would like Mike Lee to leave the Senate. This is a way to get him out of the Senate while still being on the Supreme Court helping conservatives. He's a very good option, and Mike Lee would take off the table the opposition research. See, here's the thing. The president today, and we'll play some of the president's audio when we come back from his press conference, as well as the Chuck Schumer meltdown on the floor of Senate, which was delicious. Um, But uh, so the president relies on his list. He has a list of names that he released in 2016 that he thinks would be good. The problem is left-wing opposition research groups have now spent the last two years digging up every bit of dirt possible on these people. There have been paid investigators on behalf of left-wing groups who have for two years been digging up dirt on these people. If the president goes with someone on that list, they are going to be in for a terrible time at the hands of left-wing operatives. So it makes sense for the president to not do that. Even though he called attention to the list today, it makes a lot of sense to avoid the list and go with someone not on the list to avoid the left-wing opposition research that would otherwise come. And they may just do that despite the president pointing out the list today. And I, I got to tell you, there are just people in absolute meltdown today over this on the left. You have a supposed comedian at Comedy Central saying that uh, he wishes that this is the Kennedy that had been assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. I, I, I'm, I'm not making this up. Uh, in fact, one of the things I want to open the phone lines up to today, if y'all are game for it, is uh, what do you expect to see on MSNBC and Comedy Central tonight? 
what level of meltdown? Um, what will you see that will tell you to take a shot? Um, I suspect that when we hear the word stolen seat, uh, that there will be a massively number of inebriated people tonight because you and I both know it's going to happen. When they blame Harry Reid, it's going to happen. Uh, when they savage Neil Gorsuch, it's, I mean, it's going to be a complete expected meltdown. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. My call screener hates me right now. Welcome back. Uh, why, hello, Planned Parenthood. How's your week going? <laughs> oh, I just saw somebody tweet, Democrats win. President Trump reunites children with their families by overruling Roe v. Wade. <laughs> oh, to the phones, to the phones we go. Let's go first to Roy and Duluth. Welcome, Roy. How are you? How you doing? Good. How are you? How you doing, Mr. Erickson? Um, I, I think an excellent pick would be Ted Cruz. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just teeing it up for you. You can go to the his immigrant background of his family. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his, um, his, I think his father immigrated from uh, Cuba. Yeah. Uh, you could play that angle. And Republicans a, would love to have him out of the Senate, too. <laughs> yeah, and if Republicans would like to have him out of the, out of the Senate, he'd be an excellent conservative justice for years i mean mm-hmm. can you imagine having uh ted cruz and and samuel alito and 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 gorsuch oh that would be a beautiful thing yeah yeah and it would i mean people's heads would explode roy yes that's that is a very good idea uh i don't have time to to get to the other phone calls on the flip side i'll open up the phone lines early just just stick around folks 404-872-0750-1800 wsb talk i expect heads to explode on comedy central poor old rachel maddow i, I we need to tune into her monologue tonight and see if she set, sheds a tear um man the people at msnbc you guys should see them on tv right now they look like they're at a funeral It's nine after the hour. Eric Erickson here on News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Um, I'm going to get to phones here in just one minute. I will play the audio from the president's press conference. But one note of caution for everybody who is really, really giddy today. It it is nice to be able to drink the tears of the left. Uh, Charlie and I were talking in the break that uh, there really has been a break with reality by the left since President Trump's election. Uh, And now they're beginning to snap. Uh, If Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if something were to happen to her and the president were to get another nomination to the Supreme Court, it would, I mean, complete snapping of the left. Uh, And it would be very violent, I suspect. Uh, But there's something to note here. Don't get giddy. John Roberts, above all things, is an institutionalist, and he believes he has to protect the Supreme Court because he's the chief justice, which is why he let Obamacare be the law of the land. And his calculation, I guarantee you, I'm going to say I have friends of his uh, who would say that this was his thinking, that Romney was going to get elected and the Republicans could fix Obamacare. Um, that he did not want the Supreme Court to be involved in the political fight. 
John Roberts would be the sixth vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. I don't think he would be the fifth vote. Um, He would not overturn um, gay marriage. He would not do these things. He would be the sixth vote for these things. Uh, so you got to have someone besides Kennedy seat. You got to have a Ruth Bader Ginsburg or, or a Breyer, the two oldest members of the court, go for there to be any further expansion of conservatism. And, and for those of you who freak out when I say that, like what would happen? Well, you would go back to the states and the states would decide it. And Georgia, for example, I don't believe Georgia would accept um, game it would prohibit gay marriage. Look at the complete sellout of the Republican Party in Georgia when it comes to corporations. Oh, we can't lose the Hollywood dollars. We can't have a return to traditional marriage. That I mean, you would have the corporations are on the left and they would use their money to prevent Republicans from rolling back these things. So it, it, it's not like it's going to happen. Uh, if anything, I think a conservative justice would do good for the left, though, to make them realize they need to have these fights in their states, not at the federal level. Uh, force them back to federalism. Um, now, the phone number again, 404-872-0750, wsb talk To the phones we go. Um, Jesse, you are up next. Welcome. Eric, it's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Um, I was just thinking, uh, as soon as I heard about this, that the Supreme Court is probably, especially by people like In the View and uh, Comedy Central and things like that, the Supreme Court is going to be treated a lot like how the Electoral College is treated after the election. They're just going to be like, "Why do we even need these people?" Yep. And just completely throw that, you know, up in the air and in the in the faces and make make the the left really, especially the not so smart ones. Well, I, I say that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, listen, um, I think the Electoral College is thanking the Supreme Court today for taking it off the radar of the left. Um, what the left of this country has done repeatedly over the decades is they have sought to politicize uh, and take away the credibility of any organization that they disagree with. They, they basically run full out assaults on the moral credibility of any Uh, organization in the country that they decide is no longer fitting for them. So, for example, with the the Catholic Church, gave them plenty of ammunition, and they went after destroying the moral credibility of the Catholic Church over the uh, pedophilia scandal uh, because of the Catholic Church's moral stance. The same thing happened with the Boy Scouts, and and they had to destroy their moral credibility. After 9-11 and George W. Bush beating John Kerry, they went off the deep end there and had to destroy the moral credibility of the presidency. They tried to destroy the moral credibility of the Supreme Court in the run-up to the Obama decision. John Roberts um, escaped the Supreme Court from that by his decision, and now they're going to go back to it. They've tried to destroy the moral credibility of Congress. They've tried to destroy the moral credibility of the police. They've tried to destroy the moral credibility of the military, uh, of the intelligence agencies, on and on, all to advance their progressive agenda, uh, to make everything political. And if everything is political, people devalue those organizations and believe that everything is political and that there is no real right and there is no real wrong. And that is definitely what they're that what we're going to see. Uh, Mike in Covington, you're up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. I, I think it's like DEFCON 12 with these liberals. They are just having a complete meltdown. I agree with the previous caller about they're going to be blaming the uh, Supreme Court for everything now. And I even think they're going to start looking at term limits for the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, Ezra Klein Klein from Vox right now is circulating an article saying, hey, remember when Rick Perry said we should term limit the Supreme Court justices? We should do that. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be this could be a make or break decision for the president. And I agree with you. I think he needs to stay away from that list and find somebody that is 
totally out of right field, if I can use that term, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, and really find somebody that they cannot find anything wrong. They're going to find something wrong with everybody. It doesn't matter yeah. who it is. But the less the less they have time to do that op research, the better. Yeah, I think so. Um, the, the hilarious part here, Mike, thanks very much for that, is McConnell has said he's going to force a vote on this before the midterms because you've got these uh, squishy Democrats in the Senate up for re-election in states that Donald Trump won. Here's McConnell earlier today on the floor of the Senate. The Senate stands ready to fulfill its constitutional role by offering advice and consent on President Trump's nominee to fill this vacancy. We will vote to confirm Justice Kennedy's successor this fall. As in the case of Justice Gorsuch, senators will have the opportunity to meet with President Trump's nominee, examine his or her qualifications, and debate the nomination. And here's Chuck Schumer's response. Our Republican colleagues in the Senate should follow the rule they set in 2016, not to consider a Supreme Court justice in an election year. Senator McConnell would tell anyone who listened that the Senate had the right to advise and consent, and that was every bit as important as the president's right to nominate. Millions of people are just months away from determining the senators who should vote to confirm or reject the president's nominee, and their voices deserve to be heard now, as Leader McConnell thought they should deserve to be heard then. Yeah, except that was a presidential election year, and McConnell knew what he was doing. Uh, And now he knows he's got to get this vote done. Um, This is all political opportunism. Let's go on and acknowledge it. Uh, Political opportunism on both sides. Uh, Democrats who were insisting on a vote then now suddenly say, no, 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 no. And and Republicans were saying, we're not going to have a vote in an election year. Suddenly saying, yes, we are. That was a presidential year. This is not a presidential year. And that stuff actually does matter in this way uh, for these votes. There is going to be another conservative on the Supreme Court, and he will not be a swing vote like Justice Kennedy, and the left knows it. I really seriously do believe that the Secret Service needs to expand its protection to members of the Supreme Court. When you have the left in a complete meltdown that Merrick Garland is a stolen seat, uh, Neil Gorsuch is illegitimate, uh, this isn't going to end well for members of the Supreme Court. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. 
Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It is 24 after the hour. Y'all, I I do need to do this. It is important. Um, Check the radar. We have a lot of storms in the metro area right now. Uh, essentially all the way up 75 to Cartersville, up 575 to Ella J, uh, up 85 to South Carolina, up 985 to Gainesville, across I-20 to Alabama and to Madison, headed towards South Carolina, and down 75 to Stockbridge. You have uh, really heavy storms. All of the heavy stuff uh, on the west side of the city is south of I-20, on the east side of the city is south of 85. The heaviest storms right now are in the uh, Loganville area, the Bethlehem, Georgia area, the Winder area, Decula. Uh, on the west side of the city, there is a just line of severe storms from Bowden to Riverdale. That's Bowden at the Alabama line all the way across to Riverdale, really to Stockbridge. Uh, at 75, uh, the strongest stuff on that front right now in the Whitesburg area and in the Jonesboro area and the Peachtree City area. Uh, very, very heavy storms. Make sure your headlights are on. It is very dark uh, where we are here in Midtown. It is 71 degrees. The temperature is falling as these storms come through. Uh, please keep your headlights on. And just as an aside, I was at the Brave Stadium earlier. As much as I thought that it would be a terrible setup and traffic would be awful, traffic was terrible. Getting back, it took me an hour to get from there to here. Um, That is a nice stadium. I do not know why they did not face home plate towards the north, though, so that you had all the the fancy seats behind home plate in the shade at all times. I mean, it was sweltering out there with the sun. But nonetheless, it was a a great time. I had a, a good time. A friend of mine invited me to go. I had not gotten out of the house for something like that in a very long time. It was relaxing, and then the news broke, and I had to scramble over here. Um, and it just it, – it, it was a nice setup. I'm impressed. But, but we were in the – in one of the little clubhouse series, the Infinity one, and the World Cup was on the TVs. They had soccer on the TVs at the Braves game. I just – that's a party foul. In my book, it is. Nonetheless, back to the phones, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Richard and Alpharetta, welcome. Eric, good afternoon. Thank you. Sure. I, I was intrigued by your point about the Secret Service because yesterday afternoon, my wife and I happened to be in Washington at the National Gallery of Art. There was a special exhibit there, and there was a group near us who were obviously different than everyone else. They were wearing suits. They were maybe 15 or so people. And my wife noticed at least a couple of men with the earpiece in the ear in their suits. And then shortly thereafter, I realized that Anthony Kennedy was with that group and they were being given a special tour of this exhibit. Mm -hmm. So do do the Supreme Court justices sometimes get uh, Secret Service protection? It, no, my understanding is that they do not get uh, Secret Service protection. Federal marshals protect them. 
Federal marshals. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, the marshal service. Um, and I think that they need to – the marshal service is not as specialized as the secret service. Uh, the restrictions are not as tight. Remember, Stephen Breyer got mugged in his home in Barbados uh, two years ago, uh, was hit on the head, uh, pistol whipped by a mugger. Um, and I think we need Secret Service protection for these people uh, because the way it's going, you're going to have a, a left or white, right wing lunatic uh, try to take out one of these justices. Uh, I think you are. And that is, it's not going to be a good situation for anybody when this happens. We are moving towards more violence in our politics in this country. I hope it won't last. Uh, I actually hope that uh, if you put a conservative on the court with Anthony Kennedy and uh, people realize, oh, this really isn't the terrible apocalypse that the left has claimed and people will calm down. Whoa, I've got a scoop. A friend of mine in the White House um, who's actively involved in the confirmation process uh, tells me that uh, while it is very early and things are subject to change, at the top of the list is a lady named Amy Barrett, uh, recently confirmed with Democratic votes. Uh, NARAL hates her guts, as do left-wing activists. She is the one Dianne Feinstein said of her Catholic faith, quote, the dogma runs deep in you. Um, Cory Booker, Bernie Sanders, Diane Feinstein all saying they would oppose her because of her uh, religious, uh, deep religious convictions, even though the Constitution has a prohibition on uh, religion as a test for federal nominees. Uh, and the calculation from the White House is that she is young, she's under 50, she is conservative. And she will actually incite the left to overplay their hand uh, in the run-up to the midterms. There you have it. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Tom, you're next. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Uh, I'm, I'm an uh, independent uh, business owner. I think by any standard, I've been fairly successful. But I, I've always kind of tried to live and, and teach my employees that uh, integrity and honor are, are important characteristics. And mm-hmm. um I think that uh, I, I've been disappointed by what I've seen. I think from the, the Republican Party and from the right, it seems to be a uh, the ends justify the means approach to a lot of these things. Yep. Uh, when when they were obstructing uh, the Obama administration from appointing judges, I thought that was terrible. I thought that was wrong, and it would have been wrong from from for any party because I thought it was a political move, and they were really jamming up the court system, which is basically there to uh, serve the people. And then when you had Merrick Garland, who had been endorsed enthusiastically by people on the right, I remember Orrin Hatch enthusiastically endorsed him for a lower court position. They wouldn't even give him the courtesy of a vote. Yep. And I thought that that was absolutely wrong. Pure politics in the end justifies the means and that, that that administration had every right to uh, appoint well no 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 no, no. The, the, he didn't have the right jurist. the the constitution says that the senate okay, gives advice so, and consent and they didn't uh, consent we're, we're we're parsing words here but i no, understand no 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 no, no 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 we're, we're, we're not parsing words yes but, but I, I mean to I think, to your I, point I however an, tom the under an honorable system under an honorable and integrity system 
they would have either voted them up or down. And then and then we would have this issue. Um, the, have you ever heard of Miguel Estrada? Miguel Estrada, the Democrats refused to ever give him a vote, and he was probably the longest actually person nominated by a president to never get a vote in the Senate. Well, then I would have been against that, too. Well, but see, this the, is the but, problem, but Tom. This gets thing. to your point. The tit-for-tat no, it... by both sides, Tom. By the way, you guys should know he lied to the call screener about what he wanted to talk about. Um, this is it's, it's the tit-for-tat. Uh, and you can't say Republicans started a Republicans did it because, I mean, you, you've got, let's see, um, Clarence Thomas. Hello. Uh, you got Robert Bork. Hello. Um, all of these things over abortion politics. So, yes. Um, was Merrick Garland treated unfairly? Arguably, yes. Absolutely. Was Miguel Estrada before him? Absolutely, yes. Whose precedent are you going to go with? Are you going to say, hey, it was the Republicans who did it? Well, the Republicans say, hey, no, 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 look what you did to, Mary, to Miguel Estrada, openly saying, by the way, Harry Reid did, that he was not going to let George W. Bush appoint a Hispanic uh, to the D.C. Court of Appeals and put him as a qualifier for the Supreme Court. They openly blocked a, a guy from being on the D.C. Court of Appeals because he was Hispanic and said so, and no one on the left complained. And so when you get to Merrick Garland, it's just building on the precedent, Tom. It is constantly, overwhelmingly building on the precedent. You can't blame Republicans for this because Democrats did it before them. And by the way, if you want to argue who started it, we didn't have this until abortion politics in the 80s with Robert Bork and others. That's why Anthony Kennedy got on the, on the court, by the way, because they couldn't get Bork through because of abortion politics. So don't give me the, the Republicans are opportunistic here because the Democrats are too. And by the way, the Constitution says that the Senate gives advice and consent. The Senate, what did they do? They advised the president not to appoint Merrick Garland, and they refused to give their consent. It's a constitutional process. And if the Democrats did it to the Republicans, I would be consistent on that, unlike some. And by the way, don't lie to my call screener to try to get on the show, because you're probably not bright enough to be able to, to handle getting on the show to begin with, to do something like that. Uh, and you don't have all your facts, as I tend to do when you try to call in and stump my call screener by lying to him to get on the program. So just don't even try. Now, let's go back to the phones. Brad and Cumming, welcome. How are you doing, Eric? Good, and uh, No, I didn't lie to the call screener. <laughs> um, the reason why, sorry about that. The reason why I'm calling, I would suspect that if Trump is going to deviate from his list, Trey Gowdy is one of the people that he would be looking at fairly closely. No, he actually is, hates Trey Gowdy's guts. Does he really? Why yes. is that? Uh, because Trey Gowdy has come out and said that uh, the Mueller investigation is reasonable and shouldn't be shut down. Well, that that may be true, but in terms of, you know, Gowdy was, at least to my mind, sort of cryptic in terms of why he was leaving Congress. Yeah, it indicate that he wanted to do more in the government somewhere somehow. Right. Yeah. You listen. And, no, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just telling you, I, I know for like a billion percent certain that Donald Trump hates his guts. That may be true, but he's he's so far has shown he's putting up with the Mueller investigation. Yeah, yep. Listen, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you the president <laughs> of the United States hates Trey Gowdy's guts. There's no way he gives him a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. Um, now, I could be completely wrong here, but I'm telling you, I I can't tell you how I know, but I know for certain the president of the United States hates Trey Gowdy's guts, uh, and I have a hard time believing he would appoint someone to the Supreme Court whose guts he hates as much as Trey Gowdy because he feels completely betrayed by Trey Gowdy for defending the Mueller investigation. 
Friends, I would like to play you some audio from 2013. Here's Senator Harry Reid uh, with his colleagues. For some reason, the audio suddenly it wanted to work, and now it doesn't want to work. And Harry Harry Reid in 2013 was asked by a reporter if he was worried that the Republicans would change the filibuster for the Supreme Court when he announced that they were going to change it on all other judicial uh, nominees except the Supreme Court. He said, let them do it. Let them do it. Uh, What do they want? A majority vote? we got to let this democratic process go through. We can't do what we're doing now, which is not have votes. That was Harry Reid in 2013 saying, let them do it. Let them try. Let them go for it. Um, Works for me. I'm perfectly happy to take that position. Uh, Harry Reid, apparently not so much happy to take that position now. He now says he regrets rolling back the filibuster. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the meltdown. By the way, uh, the, the New Republic has out a piece. They just released it in the last 10 minutes. The left-wing publication, The New Republic, saying that it is time to pack the court. It is time to pack the court. Yes, President Trump. I, I think they meant to actually release this in 2020, but no, no, no. They're releasing it today. Yes, President Trump, go on and pack the Supreme Court. Um, the president of the United States saying uh, that he is going to get a good conservative. I know he wants young, he wants female, and he wants someone who's going to drive the left so crazy that they overplay their hand before the midterms. Uh, Amy Barrett, I'm being told, uh, by a source in the White House, fits the bill. Stay tuned. Tomorrow, maybe we'll be able to get to all the big state news we have.